Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. and you're listening to Transforming Trauma. I'm here to share my truth in hopes of inspiring others to share theirs. This podcast helps me feel connected, empowered, and hopeful, and my intention is to share what's going on in one survivor's corner of the world. So even though I just said that I'm here to share my truth, I acknowledge that I'm still very much in my own process, and my hope is that this podcast helps to share other people's stories also as a way for me to tell my own. So I hope that for those listening who are still figuring out where and how and when and with who to share their stories, that they they give themselves time and understand that it is a very complicated journey. And that's really the topic of this podcast this month is on breaking the silence. Um, so one of the many reasons it's so difficult to break the silence is because of messages we receive about ourselves. And it's no wonder that Many of us don't tell anyone about the abuse. So um, if you struggle with this, I would suggest you you tune in. And I also wanted to reference some New Year's resolutions wisdom that I find helpful and comforting because there's always so much pressure, new year, new you. Um, But really it's important to find that sweet spot between effort and patience, Um, working to identify areas for growth and also summoning courage to transform habits, and most importantly, to do all of this with kindness and compassion for ourselves. Um, So I'm going to include an article in the notes of this podcast on more about, you know, compassion and and thinking of New Year's resolutions, because it's January. And I also wanted to to reference Dylan Faro's article that came out recently, I think early December, um, where she mentions how Women are recounting abuses on the job and exposing truth. Men are losing their jobs. 
Um, but the revolution, the Me Too revolution that's going on right now, it's it's been very selective. Um, so just wanted to acknowledge that for those who are still following the news um, happily or trying to turn it off, but having trouble to, that, that it can be really painful to watch who's whose stories get told and just feeling like perhaps you might not get the justice that you want or need and figuring out what that looks like. So we're going to talk a little bit more about um, what what justice can look like and the importance of self-forgiveness and always self-compassion. I was listening to an interview that really inspired me by a woman named Sujatha Baliga, and I'm going to also include that link. Um, But she's a public incest survivor. Um, her, her father molested her. And a lot of what I'm going to share is, is taken from that interview because I really want to amplify her message and voice. And I just so appreciate her perspective and um, how she's finding ways to break the silence and empower others and systems and talking a lot about restorative justice and um, how to move away from punitive justice, which is how our criminal justice system is currently set up and clearly not really working. I also appreciated that she referenced the impact of Oprah disclosing about sexual abuse, and I really have a memory, too, of of listening to Oprah say the words, the aftermath of abuse was harder than the abuse itself. I swear I remember hearing that on Oprah as a child, and it just staying in my brain and just sitting there, perhaps for years, but it's incredible to hear of another survivor who was also so impacted by someone like Oprah's disclosure. It really just reminds me of how much this Me Too impact could be having on the world with so many celebrities coming forward. It really does make a difference. The more people who can speak out and do have positions of privilege or power where their lives, their safety are not on the lines, it just even if it just inspires someone internally for years, it, it makes a difference. Um, so it's very common. It's one in three girls and one in four boys, and we know this is incredibly underreported as incest and child sexual abuse is shrouded in secrecy and shame. Um, in Indian families, which was a big focus of Sujatha's interview that I'm referencing, 53%. Um, And she believes that it's not more common there. There's actually some interesting studies she was talking about where there might be more freedom to speak out because there's less fear of people being taken away, just given some policy differences there. But she does not believe that it's more common in Indian Indian families. But that's an enormous percentage, 53%. Um, Wow. So the difficulty is very much particular for those of us whose abusers are the ones driving us to school or activities or providing financial support. Um, For many of us, the people who abused us, we share positive memories with. Um, So this is very different from all those who are breaking the silence with, you know, a stranger or even somebody who's not in their immediate family. Um, It's horrible regardless, but it is different and um, it's important to acknowledge that that it has its its own unique struggles with that with that situation of incest or child sexual abuse within families and you know really deeply trusting loving what's supposed to be loving relationships. Um, so so Jatha talked about the fear of being pathologized and especially in her career how it could somehow damage your your work. Um, she speaks about even in the context when she worked with survivors of domestic violence that this her history was used against her, that 
she was too damaged. Um, and she emphasizes that those with lived experience should be leading because we do know the issue better than anyone. And we're most likely to understand how this could be prevented, how this happened. And for me, that was huge to hear. It has been such a difficult journey for me and continues to be trying to figure out how what feels like an asset and a strength doing this work, which I know listeners can identify with. Um, so many of us have our own histories that it, it is a strength and it can make us more vulnerable in some ways, but um, I certainly can't imagine another source of, like, it feels just like a natural intuition and understanding that I could never read in a book or be trained in. So um, I really wish that I didn't have to carry the stigma and shame um, as I've experienced in the field at this point. She also talks about fear of being ostracized socially, and she's talking about, you know, in romantic ways in her community, but I think for me that's real as well. Um, Sometimes fearing, oh, if I post so many articles on child sexual abuse, what will people think of me? Will will I be rejected? Well, yeah, I guess romantically too. Will, will people think that that's all I am or all I care about and it's such a dark topic? Oh, I'm a terrible person to bring to a cocktail party and yada, 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 all these silly negative beliefs. So it was interesting to hear that that's, that has been real for her as well and some risks that she took in and saying that speaking her truth was was more important than her being al- her being able to be accepted in some of her you know family of origin circles and cultural communities. Um, so Jatha is really big into restorative justice. She's an incredible resource and expert. I hope that y'all Google um, her work. It's S U J A T H A Baliga B A L I G A. Um, she talks about how we need to be focusing on problem solving. Um, in the criminal justice lens, of course everyone's going to deny what happened. And she writes, or she speaks, that if, if she could bring her father back from the dead, she would want him to say, this is my shame, not yours. What can I do, if anything? What do you need this to look like going forward? What is my obligation to tend to this now? And understanding that this may change. For me, that last piece is key because what you might think you need or want from someone at age 15 might be different at age 25 and to just keep those communication channels open um, is so important I think for most survivors who are healing from the abuse. The conviction rate for child sexual abuse I believe she said is less than three percent and there's so much trauma in testifying. So often perpetrators just get slapped on the wrist and our system is incredibly ineffective so I just love learning about and hearing about these new paradigms that are helping people heal and not go to prison and actually finding ways for people to restore justice and listen to survivors and what they need and make plans that divert them from prison but help them to, you know, heal in their relationships and, most importantly, reduce recidivism so people aren't going in and out of prison or repeating horrible crimes against, against kids and adults. Um, So while child sexual abuse is a product of strong forces of patriarchy and misogyny, she reminded us that there are women and mothers who also abuse. And yes, we all are hurt by rigid gender norms. We need to focus on what it means to be a beloved family member. There's such sadness in, in the men in my life and in many people's lives who 
you know, are not able to express themselves and are not connected to their happiness and wholeness and are not in very healthy, nurturing relationships with people. So um, wishing that all humans can be connected in that way. Sujatha talks about her own spiritual sustenance and meditation practices. So I thought that I would finish tonight with one of the ones that she has introduced to me and I've heard of other spiritual teachers sharing. It's called Tonglin. Um, and it's just like with other kinds of loving kindness meditations, you can use someone who you have a difficult or strange relationship with, but in the beginning, it's really good to, to start with someone you love, and that's a good place to begin. Um, I think we talk a lot about therapy and coaching, and there's so many different tools and modalities and books and resources, but I like to put as many tools in my toolkit as possible, so I hope that you will give this a chance. And I also want to close with saying that let's be part of the solution and think about prevention and how we need more discussion of healthy sexuality. And we have a general problem of talking about stranger danger. We really need to be talking to kids about their body parts and that nobody's allowed to touch them. And it's so important about how we respond when a child, if a child, God forbid a child discloses how we respond, that we believe them and that we do everything we can to support them um, as they process what happened to them. Um, so this Tonglin practice begins by getting comfortable in your seat. Sit with your back straight. Your eyes can be closed or open, looking down with a soft gaze, whichever feels more comfortable. So feel your back firmly supported against the chair. Feel the sensation where your thighs rest against the seat of the chair. Feel the floor against your feet. Take a deep breath in. Let it out. Take two more deep breaths at your own pace. Bring to mind a loving person or being who at some time in your life has wished you deep love and happiness. It could be a real person from the past or present, like a teacher, an aunt, or a friend. If no person comes to mind, you could picture a spiritual being you feel connected to, like a saint or a spiritual guide. If you are still searching for someone, you could bring to mind a beloved pet and feel their adoring eyes looking at you, or you could even just sense a loving energy. If no one comes to mind for whatever reason, just imagine what it would feel like to have such a wholehearted love and kindness directed towards you. Feel this person, being, or energy wishing you the deepest peace, the deepest well-being, and the deepest joy. Breathe this wish in like sunlight. Let beams of kindness and well-being fill your body. Know that you are loved and know the source of this love is boundless. As your heart fills with the never-ending warmth of peace and well-being, imagine yourself sending those feelings from your heart out to others who need to feel comfort and joy. The supply is never-ending. You will never run short as you share this loving energy with others. Now dissolve the visualization and rest for a few minutes in the vast openness of peace and well-being. And slowly 
take a few more deep breaths and come back to the present moment. So thanks for giving that a try, and thanks to Sujatha for introducing me to that and being able to now share that with others. Um, it's a great way to start the day or during a lunch break or before you go to sleep. Um, and I also wanted to thank my listeners. I received my first real letter from a listener I didn't know and loved to hear from anyone who is resonating or has suggestions or comments or questions that we can talk about on the podcast going forward. I would love to have a conversation and maybe maybe do an interview with, with you and hear about what's what's going on in your corner of the world. Um, lastly, got to plug the Beyond Surviving podcast and rachelgrantcoaching.com. Thank you so much, Rachel, for this opportunity and for listening tonight. Wishing you all well. Take care. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.